I'm Joanna Fortune, psychotherapist and author of the 15-minute parenting series of books. Welcome to my 15-minute parenting podcast, where I take a common parenting struggle and break it down with practical, playful solutions. Let's get going. I recently received a panicked message from a parent who had discovered that their 11-year-old had been stealing. They had found some items in their son's bedroom that they knew they hadn't bought for him. He hadn't received them as gifts, and when they casually asked if they belonged to a friend, he had shrugged and said, no, no, that's mine. Also, added to this, some money had gone missing from mom's handbag over the summer, not every day, but enough for her to notice the odd five euros or ten euros or a few coins, but she'd assumed she'd mislaid it or spent it mindlessly as it had never occurred to her that her son would take it. Some items she found couldn't be explained by him taking money to buy for himself, like this wasn't about sweet wrappers. Um, These were things that she identified from shops that he would have needed to, you know, have a lift to. And it made her suspicious that he may also have shoplifted two items that she had seen, seen him admiring when they were in a shop, but she wouldn't buy for him. Either way, she was appalled and said she hadn't yet confronted him as she wasn't sure what to do. She was just so angry and upset and disappointed herself that she felt she needed to calm down first. And I thought that was really sensible of her, first of all, because when you react from that place of panic and fear and disappointment, it isn't really the way you want it to go. Um, So I think it was sensible of her to take time. I also think this is something that is worth having a think and talk about because under nine years old, okay, sometimes even 10 years, I know this child was 11, but under nine, sometimes 10. And I always think it depends on your child's emotional maturity because remember, I'm always talking about developmental age rather than chronological. But in and around that developmental phase of nine and under, your child may not have developed meaningful understanding of moral judgment, how the rules in society works. Even if they show some grasp of this, they can be easily swayed into seeing them as they apply to others rather than themselves. And they'll be motivated to try to get around the rules to think that they will simply get away with the behavior. However, we do expect that by the age of nine plus that children will have developed a sense of appreciation and respect for what belongs to others and that they will fully understand by this age that there will be consequences for taking what doesn't belong to them. And in line with their pronounced sense of justice and fairness, will grasp how they feel if someone took something that belonged to them. And hold in mind that middle childhood, and again, I've discussed this in a previous episode about middle childhood, is a time of pronounced justice and fairness. So they are able to relate it to if someone took my game, if somebody took my whatever, I would think and feel blah. And that's where you start from with them. But the pressure, you know, it can sometimes be about feeling accepted by a peer group and they want something their friends have that you won't buy for them and that pressure to be accepted by their peer group or you know it could be self-significant not standard self-esteem issues but significant self-esteem issues can also be part of what might motivate this behavior but just as you might see stealing at this age you might also observe it's accompanied by lying as they attempt to deny responsibility project project it away from themselves you know perhaps they don't want to get anyone else in trouble they don't you know if this happened when they were out with friends or doing something with friends or perhaps they're ashamed of what they've done and they're struggling to own the behavior and address or accept it you know because your disapproval is so confronting for them and that they know you're disappointed in them is very hard for them to cope with 
But one of the reasons I think stealing in middle childhood is in any, at any age, but we're talking about middle childhood now, is such a trigger for parents is that it can happen outside of home and therefore involve other people. And once discovered, it can be very difficult to contain the behavior within your own family or even within your parent-child relationship. So it's worth pausing and considering why you might want to keep it a secret if you want to keep it a secret. Is it because it reflects badly on your child, reflects badly on you as a parent? Is it both? Either way, it is largely because stealing is a shameful behavior. And even though it can be more common at this age than you would think it might be, it is still not an acceptable or healthy behavior. So you do need to respond to it in the right way. You can drill into them your sense of moral right and wrong. You can teach them the value of money by assigning chores, insisting they save some of their weekly pocket money and work up towards buying a treat for themselves. And then one day, in spite of all of this, you can get a call to say your child has been caught shoplifting or you discover that they've been stealing from your handbag, your wallet or some other some other matter. Maybe they've you discovered they've been stealing without anyone catching them like this parent. But the parental instinct is to quickly move to confront and punish the behavior to place the child on some kind of restriction. You know that you're grounded, no screens, no pocket money, whatever it might be, and perhaps to start hiding your wallet or handbag or not allow them to even enter a shop unless you're with them. Um, but does this address or even seek to better understand the behavior and the impulse behind it? Now, I'm not saying you should condone it. Far from it. I really do think this behavior is serious and should be taken seriously and responded to seriously in the first instance. So perhaps the above consequences are absolutely warranted, but not just the consequences is what I'm saying. It shouldn't be at a cost of developing deeper understanding into the behavior through your child's eyes as they see what happened, as they understand what happened. And we know as adults that the stuff that we want must be worked hard for and earned. We know that stealing from a shop affects the staff and the owner of that shop. But do not assume that your child truly gets this. However, because, you know, in their world, it isn't about how it works or really has ever worked for them so far. And what I mean for that is in their world so far, when they want something, they ask the adult in charge to get it for them. You know, perhaps we say yes, perhaps we say no. Um, but the adult in charge gets to decide it one way or the other. So while we know we have to work for something, while we know stealing would affect staff in the shop. Our children haven't had that experience because they don't work for the things they buy. They don't go in and buy it themselves. They don't have that awareness yet. And it's because they say, can I have it? We give it or we don't give it. So just hold that in mind. And yeah, you look at, we can teach them to save up and we can teach them to work to save, to buy something they want. Um, but, you know, to keep their birthday money, whatever it might be. But even when they buy the lip gloss, the starter makeup set, the video game, whatever it is that they've desired and worked hard to earn money for, we parents still get to say when that makeup can be worn and when that game can be played. 
we still hold the power. And I'm not suggesting you change this. I'm simply suggesting we pause and consider it, consider it, you know, from our children's point of view to gain a deeper understanding of why on earth they would do something like steal. You know, this is an age of seeking more independence and, of course, more power in their lives. They want to establish a stronger sense of self and they're going to experiment from now on. And trust me, this is going to up a notch in the teenage years. So brace yourself. But they're experimenting now with rules, with risk and isn't stealing just the perfect way to do that? A little high adrenaline thrill thrown in. It's about breaking rules. It's about taking risk. There's a thrill in there. Will I be caught? Will I get away with it? And when they are found out, there will likely for most children be a strong sense of embarrassment, shame and regret. And what is vital is that you stay in the moment. It's not that your child is a thief, never to be trusted around money or shops again. They have made a choice to steal on this occasion or on a couple of occasions that you, this parent has discovered. But you may not know if it's the first time, if it's a pattern, unless you find like this parent did a number of things. So just try to stay in the moment and stay anchored with what you do know and don't let your mind project too far ahead too quickly. Be certain they did steal from you or a shop. No assumptions have evidence to support your claim. Express your feeling in response to this behavior. You know, it's okay to say, I'm so disappointed that you made this choice, that you did this. I feel angry. I'm so sad. I feel frustrated. Whatever it is, express your feeling about the behavior, not your child. You know, it's it's easy to say, I'm disappointed in you. And to some extent, you're like, but that is how I feel. But really, when you think about it, you're disappointed that they made this choice. So say that. Invite them to own up and own the behavior, okay? Create space for that and not in an arms folded, leg tapping. Come on, have you something to say to me? Because that's just going to communicate, shut down and say nothing. Just say, I need to know the story of how you have this item. I need to know the story of where the money from my purse goes. And I, I believe you know the story. I'm giving you the chance to tell me from your point of view in your words. And if you don't, then I'm going to tell you the story as I see it, but I'd like to hear yours first. And if that's, you know, if they're not taking responsibility, you have to offer a modified consequence system. You want to do an if and then with it. If you don't discuss this with me, then your consequence is going to be twice what it would be if you did discuss it with me. Now, most children are going to choose a lesser consequence. You know what? They've been caught anyway. The jig is up and you need to get them talking with you about this rather than you simply preaching at them. Because remember, when it comes to any of this correction within a connection, that is behavioral correction within an emotional connection is the most effective way to change behavior in a meaningful and sustained way. I am not disappointed in you. I love you no matter what. There is a constancy to my love for you. I am disappointed in the behavior. I am frustrated that you made this choice. I want to stay with you in this and I want you to feel that connection with me and that it is safe to tell me this terrible thing that you did. Your child is still the same child that you had before you discovered this behavior. They have simply made a bad choice rather than become a bad child. So do not respond to them as though they are bad. You know, children steal for many different reasons. 
I mentioned briefly there, it's about dabbling in independence, dabbling in risk-taking, but risk-taking behavior is key to this because stealing is exciting and thrilling. And they are especially at 11, but in this tween stage entering into adolescence, that risk-taking behavior, that impulse to take risks is really stimulated by the changing brain. And again, I did speak about that in an episode in the archives on risk-taking behavior around adolescence. If you want to have a listen to that, you can apply some of it here to this age group too. And they want to impress or seem cool and thereby be accepted by a peer group because they're also at a stage when their peers and what their peers think of them and moreover what they think their peers think of them matters even more than what you think of them. So that can be a motivating factor here. Maybe they were pressured into it by a peer group and you know stay curious about this. Did somebody make them do it? Are they being bullied? Are they being pressured? Don't assume that by the way. But just be curious by creating a space for them to tell you the story of what's happened. Also be prepared to be surprised. This may be a different story than you anticipate. It could be that they want to test the rules and limits on behavior. You know, your parental rules, societal rules. It could be that there are more significant issues going on. It, you know, and this last point, we have to look at the bigger picture to assess if the stealing is simply part of a pattern of troublesome behavior. Okay, if your child shows regret or remorse at their actions when they're caught, if it's a or if it's an on off infrequent behavior or something they do or have done a lot of that matters. And that's what you want to find out. If it is something that they're not showing regret about, that it is a frequent behavior um, and that they're very casual about it. And actually, it's a pattern of other troublesome behaviors that you've been observing. I would encourage you to seek consultation from child and adolescent mental health services to explore and respond to any other issues around the stealing. Okay, but if it is something that is at a mild to moderate level, I still think there has to be consequences because it's an overt behavior. There has to be some behavioral consequence. And it might be that they have to repay you the money and do chores or, you know, out of pocket money or out of birthday money. They have to repay what they took. It might be that they have to return items to the shop they took them from or go to the shop and own up for doing it and offer to pay retrospectively for the items. Maybe you have to loan them the money to do this. And again, they pay it back to you. Whatever consequence you put in place, see it through. You must be consistent. So if you say you have to pay back every penny, then that's what you have to do. And I think it's really, really important that they not to shame them by marching them into a shop and saying, say what you did, say what you did, but that they see there is a real life impact to this behavior, that it's a serious behavior with serious consequences because stealing some, you know, markers or pencils or stealing some chocolate and dealing with it in a heavy handed way that is compassionate, you know, that's gentle yet firm and is about correcting within connection. Doing that now will stand to you later on in teenage years when the risk taking is going to increase. And maybe if they've internalized that it didn't matter that they stole these things, then maybe they'll start stealing other things and bigger things and it becomes a much bigger issue for you. So it's a serious behavior. Take it seriously, but see the child behind and beyond the behavior. They're still your child. I really hope that helps because this is a tricky one and a tricky one doesn't have any easy answers or responses, but I hope it gives you some framework and structure to tackle this issue if and when it is something you have to deal with. Thank you for listening. 
I'd love if you could leave a positive review, share this with a friend or a few friends, or even subscribe to the podcast. It really helps others to find it and helps with visibility online. You can also follow me on Instagram at Joanna Fortune or on Twitter at the Joanna Fortune. No E at the end of that. Tune in next time for more 15-minute parenting.